It's time for the Cradle Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. Welcome to the Crumble Mania podcast. <laughs> Great start, Ace. What it, dude? You got to tell me if you're going to do that long ass intro. I sometimes can't tell if you guys are going to be saying stuff. It's like a sound test as we go. We never know where you're going to start. Okay, you just want to redo it? Let's just redo it. Yeah, take it <laughs> Take two, you ready? It's time for the Crendle Mania podcast with Mike, Spencer, and Ace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crendle Mania podcast episode number what? 19. No. What? That was our prediction special. And now on to episode 20. Those don't count as official episodes. Okay, whatever. All right. All right. They do if you subscribe. (laughs) Um... So here's the deal. We got to recap SmackDown. We got to recap Double or Nothing. We got to recap Monday Night Raw. What are what? Are, what is everyone doing? What's going on? I'm in the what? middle of rolling a joint right now. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Mike here. That's what that noise was. I was like, "What was that?" I thought it was like, "Is that me?" No, that's um, coming from my chair. My chair is creaky, but I mean, it always is. Oh, that's what that could be. You have like robot ears or something, so. Oh, uh, I hear the creak. I hear the okay, beat. Well, <laughs> I hear the leak. Um, what's going on, you guys? A little housekeeping to kick off the show. Uh, how is, how's everyone doing this fine uh, Monday Eve? Oh, well, feeling all right now. You know, I had my rough times during the week. I'm sure we all had. But uh, one thing I'll say is like wrestling usually helps. Pretty good stress reliever and um, good distraction. But. Yeah, nothing else to add. Spencer has life in Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> I mean, in like, how is your life going in Grand Theft Auto? Oh, how is my life going in Grand Theft Auto? A lot better yes. than my life is in real life. I have uh, I have a very fancy apartment in, in Grand Theft Auto and multiple businesses. You've committed no murders in real life. And I've committed no, no murders. No known <laughs> ladies of the night. There's been no reason to just run someone over on the sidewalk, you know. You're not just running lights, and you're not running reds, you know, you're not (laughs) stealing people's cars, you just hate it. It's what you want to be doing, but you hate, you can't do it. No one can. (laughs) Well, some people do, I believe. Um, (laughs) How it ends up for them. What's going on with me? Uh, My tomato plant is growing. And uh, but not well, not fast. If anyone knows how to speed this tomato plant up, uh, hit me up at Crundle Mania. Uh, do you guys want to hop into Friday Night SmackDown from last week? Good goodness, does anyone remember that? Yeah, I remember it okay. I, and I have uh, I have a recap here to jog my memory in places that I don't, so I can rip through some uh, some smackity down. Rip through it, and uh, I'm gonna get a drink, but I'll I'll be here the whole time. Sounds like a party. All right. Um, so SmackDown last Friday kicked off with the dirt sheet with uh, Miz and Morrison. Um, 
they really like to to just throw Miz and Morrison out a lot, but they came out and were um, they were like, okay, fine, Otis, you were fine. But now they started picking on Braun Strowman, and uh, you knew at some point Braun wasn't going to like that, so he came out and ended up taking the Miz on and beating him in uh, pretty quickly. So uh, Morrison then threw a challenge at him for a handicap match for the Universal Championship at Backlash. So I can't see. I can't see Braun losing that just because I don't want him to lose to Miz and Morrison. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. My insider sources can confirm it's they're, they're probably not going to win. So there you go. That's, that's good. I don't know how your insider sources know all that, but I like it. Um, anyway, next up we have a, the, another match in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. Uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke, and on during this match, it was announced that uh, this isn't part of the brand to brand invitational with AJ Styles. AJ Styles is traded to SmackDown um, for a superstar to be named later. So at some point, they'll just decide someone to go over to Raw. Who that who that is, we'll find out. But uh, this is kind of how they moves. got them. Yeah, this is kind of how they got. Who would you guys all... trade for from SmackDown? Oh sh. Um. Like, to go from SmackDown over to Raw? Yeah, I'll tell you who it's probably going to be. I guess. My guess is Otis. Otis, really? Yes. No. He's clearly out. Uh, But here's my point. Um, Otis, uh, he's the big grab right now. He's the big ratings. And the Raw has been down in the ratings. So what are they going to do? Split Otis and Taki. Bada boom. You never know. There you go. Uh, all right. I could see it in some way, but, I mean, Daniel Bryan seems more likely. But that's, that's just, what you think, eh? No, that's what Mike was saying. I don't know. I have no no idea right now. Um, I can't picture all of the uh, SmackDown roster. It's going to be like Roman Reigns or something. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. Um, but that would be kind of wild. Anyway, um yeah, so AJ Styles wins this match, uh, and he moves one step closer to winning the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, so he faces Elias next uh, on Friday, I believe. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that was the victor there. Uh, and our next match is uh, Bailey and Charlotte, so the other big hyped-up match of the evening. Uh, for SmackDown was the champion v. champion match. Um and Bailey ends up winning this. Um, don't really remember. Like, it was, it was Friday, so I don't remember a ton of it. And I wasn't super invested in this match either because I really don't like Bailey as champion. And I'm really tired of Charlotte Flair on the screen so goddamn much. And we'll get to more of her later. So I'm excited for that. Uh, not at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Bailey wins. But before this match, she made sure to say to Sasha... Uh, I don't want you in my ringside because if if you're there, people are just going to say you help me win. So that was kind of an interesting thing that she won. Um, I mean, she did use the rope uh, the the rope to help with a dirty pin. I think I think that's how it ended. Anyway, um, then we had mixed tag action with Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler uh, defeating Mandy Rose and Otis. Um, and yeah, and and uh, this kind of continues their feud. Sonya getting the win over Mandy. Um, the beat goes on. Yeah, things are not uh, things are not settled between all of them. Um, 
And then our last match of the evening was uh, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, for the Intercontinental Tournament champion as or the inter you know what I mean the Intercontinental Tournament. Um, Jeff Hardy wins um, to pretty much no one's surprise, I would assume. Um, good for Jeff Hardy, but now this is a complete face tournament because um, I believe Elias is still considered a face, so I'm kind of very confused as to why they had oh, they could all the good guys win. I Yeah, there's guys that can flip, but I mean... And I mean, they can AJ. flip Elias. They don't give a shard. They'll do it. Yeah, and AJ's kind of face-ish, heel-ish. He's kind of in the middle, but it does seem more he's kind of facey right now. I don't know. That's just how I vis- view it. Seems like weird decisions is all. Um... But yeah, there's your uh, your smackety down rundown. For show, hey? Yeah, pretty much. I don't remember many. Um, I mean, I think they had uh, Forgotten Sons had another promo, um, and they did some memories. They had some, but most of the promos and things were just all related to the matches that happened on the show. Like there was no like promos for other ma- other feuds going on. Yeah, that was smacking you down. Yeah, smack down, and then we can we can just. Um, I just hope that Otis uh, cashes in and wins the WWE World Title at this point. Everything else, wasn't crazy about it this week. But Spencer, what did you think? Um, it was fine. I mean, you kind of can see some of these things coming, like. like AJ, I think you didn't. I didn't think AJ was going to lose to Shinsuke. I thought there was no chance of that, and I don't know. I thought SmackDown was fine, just from what I remember. Um, but I didn't really pay that close attention to it. I paid, yeah, paid way more attention to AEW's double, double or nothing on the weekend. I liked the yes, um, variety of match types we had for the first round in terms of versatility. Like, there were two classic WWE-style matches, the Hardy, Sheamus, and the Elias versus Corbin. Then you had a straight technical match with Black and Brian, where there wasn't a single strike attempted or in the match. And then you had strong style for Shinsuke and AJ. So I just like the variety. That's my only comment from SmackDown. I like it. Yes, sir. Do you want to burn through Raw? Because I think we'll have more to say about AEW Double or Nothing. Or... Let's I mean, just do it in order, because then if okay, then we'll then we'll be able to because we'll keep our this will keep our raw recap in check. We'll remember we have this raw recap. This will keep our AEW recap in check. Are you guys ready to start? Uh, AEW, sure. Yes. Wait, right, we will do flip flops. <laughs> you caught Mike getting back inside. Good thing he muted I'm this good. time. I'm good. I'm good. Now is the time. We'll do the AEW Double and or, or Nothing review. No one's that talking. Okay. <laughs> I thought that you guys was going to take the lead on this. Uh, That's on fine, AW's, though. AEW's your thing, Mike. You, we always let you do that. 
Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if one of you guys wanted. No, to. no, no, no. No one was supposed to know. We were all just going on a go. But okay, uh, I, I got. Let's I got break it, it down together. I, I, I feel like I want to break it down a little bit. Can I break it down? Because this is what I remember. I don't really know what happened on Raw. <laughs> uh, well, let's just do. You know what? I'll do four. You do four. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Uh, you can start with the ladder match. Okay. Uh, the ladder match? You don't want to talk about best friends versus private oh, party? Yeah, no, you, yeah. Sorry, you, you can take that one. Sorry, for sure. <laughs> well, best friends defeated private party. Um, it's pretty obvious best friends was going to win. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Chuck Taylor got a body like Ace Bondaloo, I feel. I like made him of the same body. <laughs> that's all. That's my notes. What did you think of it, Spencer? I know we were fronting up during this moment. Um, well, I got to say, Private Party really disappointed me, um, being the lesser version of the Street Profits and not getting me a W at all. Um, oh, yeah, you did have them picked. I did. But also, didn't uh, the best friends or someone tried to do Crime Time's um, uh, finisher, which was uh, Shad Gaspard's tag team, I believe. Uh, I thought Shad that was Gaspard cool. wristbands. It was cool or armbands. Yeah, sweet. they had some of that. There was that, but I think oh, I think it was Private Party hit uh, Crime Times G nine. I think it's called um, mm -hmm. in honor of Shad Gaspard. And I thought that was cool. That was the only thing I had for that. Nice, Mike. Do you want to move on to the uh, ladder match? Yeah, totally. So next up, we had the opening match on the card, uh, nine man ladder match to determine the number one contender for the. AEW world title. So in order of the nine people that entered, please excuse me while I viciously cough. Okay, I'm back now. First um, <laughs> and second in the match were Scorpio Sky and uh, Frankie Kazarian, which was funny because they're obviously their tag partners. So they were first in, and then in order from after that was um, Colt Cabana, uh, I think it was Jordan, um, either Orange Cassidy or Joey Janela came in after that. Kip Sabian, I probably have this order wrong, Luchasaurus. Anyways, who cares? There's, those guys were all in the match. And then we were really all waiting to see who the ninth entry was going to be realistically. And it ends up being Brian Cage. Who can stop the path or wrath, one of those two words, of Cage. Um, and he wins the match, uh, pulls down the big old chip. And he's number one contender. He'll face off against John Moxley at Fighter uh, Fighter uh, Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen uh, Fighter Fest, which is going to be on uh, yeah, no idea the date, but yeah. Um, I'll just say one funny spot. I thought this wasn't a great match. I thought it was too clunky. Uh, the nine people in the match is too much to keep along with, in my opinion. It's kind of just person does a spot and then they leave. Another person does a spot and they leave, and it's just it's just. There's not much of a story you can tell other than just spot fasting this match, really. Uh, but there was a cool sub story with Darby Allen and Brian Cage, um, where Taz had been trying to recruit Darby Allen, but now he comes out with the debut in Cage. And then the last person that Cage tossed out before he grabbed the chip was Darby Allen. So uh, it would be interesting if they said something up there, too. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a bit of a clunky opener. What did you guys think of that match? Um, I liked the Orange Cassidy stuff. I liked when he was coming out and he asked the announcers how to win. I liked when he was holding <laughs> on to the uh, 
the back of Brian Cage. I thought Luchasaurus really shined in the match, and I thought Brian Cage. I don't like your entrance music. I just I hate entrance music where someone like says something. It only really works for The Rock. It doesn't really work. Uh, like maybe in the Hurricane. I don't know. It doesn't work for many. I don't know why they all try. It doesn't Who have knows, that impact man. feeling. You know what I mean? Like even EC3 was when he was like, "I am in the top one." I was just like, "Uh." It's gonna come up with a crashing noise. Maybe that's just what I like. I like the OC theme. Remember, or the Luke Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> wow. All about the Gallows and Anderson. Da, 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 da. Wow. And uh, it was good. What did you think of it, Spence? I I enjoyed the match uh, a lot. I mean, I, I know what Mike's saying about it being kind of clunky and, and uh, difficult to get everyone in. I mean, having like guys like Joey Janela being had to come out and had to show something and didn't – one of them just like swore right in front of the camera, and that was I, – I had, I had a great time watching this match. I thought it was really fun. The one thing I thought was kind of dumb was having – the rules say that the match can be won before all nine guys get out there, even though you knew that wasn't going to happen. But uh, the rules said it could happen. And then they put the two guys from SCU out there, and they had had something saying before, like, if one of us wins, we both win or something. And then they both kind of fight each other and, and waste time. It's like, one of you guys, you guys could have just grabbed a ladder and climbed it and been fine, and you guys could have won. I was just like, come on, Frankie Kazarian, use your damn brain. I digress. That's that was yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I like. Don't get me wrong. I like the match. It's just that I have found it hard to keep up with and follow at times. Um, I liked. Uh, I like. Like, I like the spots with Cage and like Luchasaurus at the end, where he just like was battering him, and Darby Allen with the skateboard off the top of that ladder when he. That was a cool spot too. Um, Boy, yeah, did I want Orange Cassie to win, though. A couple times, oh, I was like, he's going to win. So he's going to win. Bad. Oh, I wanted it. I wanted it so more than I wanted Frank Gazarian to win. I loved it I when it more than I wanted anything. I loved it when <laughs> Cassie got in cages. I, we might have said this already, and I wasn't paying yeah. attention, but Cassie on cages back was funny, for sure. When he just oh, tried to great. use him like a backpack. I thought he was going to win that way. I was like, yes, that's how he's going to win. Yes. And then, oh, I was, I was excited, but it didn't work. Yeah, uh, anyway. next up is MGF and uh, Jungle Boy. So, Ace, did you, sorry, did you say you missed this match because you were getting food? I saw some of the match. Okay. I saw some of it. I was pretty bopped, and by bopped, I mean crunned. So... I just remember I knew MJF was going to win. I didn't think Jungle Boy was going to win. And what did you think of the match overall? Uh, that MJF was just clearly going to win the whole time and that I didn't really think Jungle Boy was going to win. I thought Jungle Boy had some really good moves, though. Love what he does with the ropes. How about you, Spencer? Oh, sorry. You, I, again, you might have missed part of this too, right? I missed I missed uh, half of this match. I, I I got the last half. Um, I was also eating at the during it, so I was my focus wasn't a hundred percent on it. Um, but I thought that the the ending combination pin by MJF was really cool. I thought that was smart and, and uh, really showed that those guys know what they're doing wrestling wise, not just whatever, just just everything else. They were they were good. I I thought it was a very very well done match. 
Yeah, I it in at twenty two minutes. Uh, no, it was seventeen minutes. Oh, it was 17, 17. Yeah, is, I'm I reading. Mean, the amount of stuff they got in in seventeen twenty was solid, man. I mean, like they drew me in. The more the match went on, I loved the story they told. When I was, you know, you got to suspend your disbelief. You're right here, Ace. It, we all knew that MGF was winning this match, but mm -hmm. I suspended my disbelief, and it was a tremendous back and forth battle. Amazing classic wrestling match, like. Um, Jungle Boy out-wrestled MJF early. That's the story they were telling was that he was getting out-wrestled. So then MJF compensated for that by um, dirty tactics, which is what he's known for. So he fakes an injury, a knee injury, gets back in that way. So then they keep going, and Jungle Boy's obviously rattled, rattled by that. Like, it's gotten his, in his head, and then you slowly see MJF gain a little bit more control with the wrestling game. And then it just becomes a freaking brawl, and they're going back and forth. That reverse Rana off the, the apron there that uh, MJF took was absolutely filthy looking. Like That was a scary spot, uh, but it was executed, I guess, as well as you can execute that. And yeah, like for me, in terms of like the actual wrestling, this was match of the night. Um, my personal favorite we'll get to for match of the night, but in terms of just overall wrestling, I think this was probably the best wrestling match of the night. Well, it takes us on to our next match of Cody versus Lance Archer for the TNT title. Everyone hated on the TNT title. I didn't think that. I didn't even hate it, even when it was unfinished. I don't know. Am I crazy? You guys loved yes. it? <clears throat> no. You hated I, it. I didn't love it. Um, it was, it's fine. Um, and I like that they made it clear that it's not done. Um, so I hope it, I hope it looks better, but just that the plain blank of the, of the front, uh, plate and just the big, like the way the TNT stands out, I just don't like it. I wish the TNT wasn't so just like, it was like they took a, a, um, a burning brand and just slammed it in the middle of this piece of silver and just threw it on. And that was what they did. And I didn't like that. Uh, I could see that. Mike, what did you think? Uh, quick update. Uh, Mike is crunned, just so everybody listening is aware. Um, personally, I have, um, I don't know, the belt I like. I, I liked the design from the beginning, so I don't care what they do to it. I like the red strap, and like I think anything looks cool on that red strap. Except for the universal title. That thing looks like shit. Well, it's just hypocritical but funny uh, it's fine i'm just being funny but uh um i i like the colors don't get me wrong the colors look good and i and i will i will support it if it's still red and silver down the line and if they just make that front plate look better like it just doesn't look good it's the front plate the man has let it be announced uh, what did you guys think of the match I'm going to go last here because I have a lot to say. You should just take it away because <laughs> you'll cover it all. Um, I just, I, so I watched this match with my dad live. And at the time, I thought it was kind of fine. You know, like for people that don't know, Lance Archer is my favorite wrestler in the industry right now. I love what he's doing at age, like in his 40s, 20 years experience. Nuts. Um, he came into this match undefeated. He was facing off against Cody, who we all know is not allowed to challenge for the AEW World Championship. So you know there's more at stake for him in this. Uh, he comes into this basically getting 
like Archer got the upper hand in pretty much everything leading up to this. So you had to think that Cody gets his comeuppance at some point. And he dies. He wins this match. And online, there was a lot of people that disagreed with this. They felt that Cody is kind of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, almost like a mark for himself and like feels he needs, it's like Triple H kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The thing he's just, the thing that people, you know, wanted him not to be. And the thing that he kind of, almost with the representation of that, whatever, I don't, we'll get into it. But yeah, um, so that was something that people were kind of upset about. I understand why he won. Like, I get it. And I don't really have a problem with it. Um, I would have preferred Lance to win because I just, I just find him a little bit of a more entertaining wrestler for my personal style. Uh, but I see both sides. Um, the match itself, um, so it's, a, it's 22 minutes long. Cody won with, uh, he hit Lance with two uh, crossroads for the finish. Um, but this match goes to shit um, at the 18-minute mark. And I'll go into it now. So the, the basic summary of this match is that uh, Lance Archer got the upper hand for pretty much all of it. Like, he's just tossing Cody around. He's, yeah, he's just mauling him, really. He's, he's like a bear, like uh, basically not giving Cody any space. Cody gets, like, one little break. But the, the thing's kind of, my first problem with the match comes at the turning point where Cody starts gaining momentum. And there's two spots in this match where Lance Archer is at the top rope and makes himself look like a buffoon. So here's the first one. Oh, yeah. So, y- y- you know, okay, you want to explain this one, Ace? Like, this is the first buffoon spot from the top rope. I only really remember the one with Arn. Is that the one you're talking about? I don't remember what no, exactly we'll, one we'll, they were. We'll get to that. This is the first one before the one with Arn. Okay, lay into it. Okay, so this one happens a little earlier on in the match. And so Lance goes to the uh, top rope, and Cody rolls out of the ring. And Lance, like, watches him roll out of the ring, essentially, uh, and just waits there. It, it kind of looked dumb. Like, I don't know why he would have watched him do Like, why would you sit there and watch your opponent roll out of the ring? Uh, and then Cody takes advantage. Uh, so that made him look kind of dumb. But that's not really the biggest issue here. Um, the 18-minute mark of this 22-minute match is when things start going to shit, okay? So Lance Archer is doing the old school off the top rope. It's a super cool move. <laughs> um, so Lance is standing. He's gone from one post to the other post. He's standing at the uh, opposite post. And for some dumb reason, Jake the Snake comes up onto the apron to distract the ref. Why? Why would, why would you, the manager whose who's client is on the offensive and about to pull off a moonsault, why would you choose that time to hop up on the apron and distract the referee? So Lance also... I remember that. That was weird. Yeah. So then Lance also points at Jake when he gets to to the corner while Jake is distracting the ref as if to show him what he's about to do. I don't understand the point of that. And so then he, he literally stands at the top rope for four seconds <laughs> until Arn Anderson realizes he's supposed to do the, the, the spot where he pushes Lance off the top rope. So there's this four-second awkward pause where Lance is just waiting for Arn to do the spot. 
So then that happens eventually. So then Lance falls falls down. Um, then Lance, sorry, Arn thinks that he he can just hide at ringside now. He just, even though the ref is distracted by Jake the Snake on the opposite side of the ring, he still, for some reason, is hiding from the referee. It then takes 14 more seconds for, for referee Paul Turner, the second referee, to come from the back and say, Arn pulled Lance off the top. It took him 14 seconds to do that. So it's like, we're already starting another sequence. When he comes Mike, down, Mike, you are being so critical of this match. <laughs> I'm not even finished. So okay, I, I just had a lot of I had high expectations, and they and they I don't know. I just I'm a little more critical of Lance as well. I'm trying to be. I'm really trying to analyze his 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 matches. Maybe Cody too. Anyway, so not to be like a critic, but just like from what I was seeing. Uh, anyways, so that happened, and then. Um, this is like the last thing that was frustrating for me. So Jake leaves. They're both kicked out. Both managers are gone. Uh, things are happening. And then um, Lance hits a big suplex. And then Jake comes back, like comes literally just comes right back out with uh, theoretically a snake in a bag. And he just got kicked out from ringside. Like why is he, why is he walking right back to the ring when he was literally just kicked out from ringside? So then that happens. He moves back, and then Cody wins uh, because Lance is distracted after Mike Tyson comes out. There was at least 12 camera shots of Mike Tyson in this match. They just kept panning. Yeah, they cut to him a lot. And he was yawning during one of the times that they panned him. So I just – all that stuff combined. Sorry for this long-winded explanation. It's just I didn't like the match. That's my critique. What What did you guys think? I thought it was fine. Um, I actually didn't hate the match. I thought it was stupid, though. It felt like a WWE match. That's what I would say, Spencer. What do you mean WWE? What in just what way do you mean that? I, I I'm not sure what you mean by that. The pacing and the silliness. Oh, oh, I see. And the the silly the silly nonsense on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't hate the match. I thought it was fine. Um, I I would have been shocked if Cody didn't become the first ever champion in this. I selfish booking whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. I was like Cody's going to win this. Like the story they've told up to this. Um Lance Archer can't get the first victory. Like it's like it's just the things that Jake Roberts said and did. You're like that's weird. That's a weird old man saying weird old man things. Um and yeah, I just didn't didn't uh, as as strong as Archer was gonna look. I knew it was gonna. I just I just had this gut feeling that it was gonna be um, the story of uh, the guy overcoming the, the monster in the ring. So well, that was fine, but pretty predictable. So maybe a bit like a WWE match. And then we move on to Chris Statlander defeating Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian. Uh, Penelope Ford was looking good. Kip Sabian came out on a crutch, I believe. That was pretty funny. Uh, Chris Statlander eventually got the win. Uh, I don't know. That's sweet. Great. That's awesome. 
I don't like her finisher named after a mediocre uh, TV show. And now she's going for the uh, title? Sweet. Um, I got nothing to add. Mike, you got anything? No. Uh, I mean, she's not going to challenge for the title right away. She already had a title match like four months ago. I don't know. We'll see. I don't have anything else to add. Then we move on to Dustin Rhodes with Brandy Rhodes. Defeating Sean Spears, uh, and he had a cool entrance. Brandy came out and distracted Sean, and then Dustin appeared behind him and just put the whooping on him. It was not how I saw that match going, but uh, I didn't hate it because I picked Dustin Rhodes to win. Mike, what did you think? Yeah, it was just kind of like a way to ease the crowd into the next match of Sheeta Rose, which was uh, definitely one of the better matches on the card as well. So, yeah, I thought it did its job here. Spencer, any final thoughts on the Rhodes Spears match? I didn't get why Sean Spears had a picture of some person on his dick. I didn't get that. Yeah. I thought his dick was hanging out for a couple minutes or a couple seconds, not minutes. So um, totally a couple minutes. It was Tully Blanchard because he couldn't be there. Who? Who's Tully? I don't know who that. His manager, Tully his Blanchard. Manager. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's weird. That's still weird. And his bare ass at one point was just out, and you're like, what? Hey, man, if you got to flaunt it. Um, Mike, why don't you break, break this one down because it was a good one. Karushita uh, yeah. defeating Nyla Rose in a no-DQ match. Yeah, it was a solid match. Um, basically, yeah, basically telling the story of Bully Beatdown from the big heel and then just the, ver- uh, the, the resilience of the baby face to fight back. And then Sheeta like, uses her kendo stick a bunch at the end. A lot of big bumps in this one. Uh, this, outside. Those candlesticks were vicious. Yeah, those were strong shots. Like this was a this was a stiff match for sure. I really enjoyed it. In terms of story, this was like my favorite match on the card for sure. Uh, but wrestling, my favorite was uh, MGF and Jungle Boy. But this is amazing, and it was just also a feel good moment for Cheetah after like I don't know how well she knew. Uh, uh, the uh, Hannah Kimura, who unfortunately passed away this past weekend. Um, but I know that uh, at the pay-per-view, they, like AEW had also sort of shared, they tried, tried to share us uh, or send a message of positivity. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this decision to have her win, you know, maybe was influenced a bit by that too, just uh, give the baby face a big W there in the women's division. But whether it was or not, it was a great match. Yeah, it was uh, it was really good. I, I really liked Nyla Rose in that match a lot. Of the pre-match promo where she said, "I'm Nyla Rose and I break bitches," I was like, "Wow, what a badass! What a badass!" I mean, she lost, but it's still great. She came out looking cool. Uh, then that uh, moves us on to the match I was looking for uh, least on the card, to be honest. To like that was the one I was looking forward to the least. Moxley and Brody Lee, and I don't really remember much about this match other than the spot and the finish. What about you guys? <laughs> Actually, same. I know it was a super physical match, but I don't really remember many of the spots that were actually done. The only one I remember is the, the back body drop onto the outside table uh, that Brody took. There was like, there was some, like, this was just like, I mean, these guys have fought a lot, like, in the past with each other. Like, they're very familiar with each other. And they've done a lot of these types of matches, like in CZW or, you know, just in the general independent scene where they were both from. So, this is just like a lot of the matches they've done before, and they had great chemistry with each other. I don't know where the, was, what they do. 
I don't know what they do with Mr. Brody from here. What do you guys think? Break up the Dark Order, but also when they did that dirty deed spot through the floor, I thought John Moxie almost like broke his head. It was so close if you watch the replay. I thought they both died. I was I was like, oh my god, they're both dead. Like mm -hmm. what there's no way. I couldn't believe it. Um I thought this match was pretty I I I also don't remember a ton of the spots, but like everything looked like it probably hurt. I, I was I thought this match had the chance to be pretty good. Um and I was right. I know Ace wasn't looking forward to it, but I kinda was. I, I liked Moxley in the ring and like just in general and Brody Lee. Um I'm not like a huge fan of, but I think he's I think his in-ring stuff is good. His out-of-ring stuff needs some needs some tweaks, I think. But uh, I thought it was a good match. What did you guys think of the main event of the evening, the Elite versus the Inner Circle? I thought it was fun. It was the silliest of silly. Are you kidding me? It was so fun. Amazing. I love this match. The fucking horse, the 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 pool with the water of the lake and from the lake of reincarnation. Who Matt Hardy tweeted out later that he filled it when he found filled it with water from there. <laughs> I was like, this is this is the silliest thing that's ever been sillied. Like this is great, so much fun. I had a great time with it. Yeah, it was a tremendous match, just in terms of the uh, spots. suplex stuff was really fun with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that was my and, favorite uh, spot. Kenny Omega's finish was great. That uh, was a wild one-winged angel. I love that. That was man, so good. Mike, you know what I want you to get if it comes out? A battle pack of the elite in their, in their stadium stampede attire. I mean, the yeah, inner circle. That's yeah, oh, dude, the elite. that's a no-brainer, man. That, that's a collector's item for sure. Like with their jerseys? Like, oh, my God, I, I saw that. I was like, Mike's buying a Jericho inner circle jersey. It's happening. <laughs> Can't wait for this to go online, dude. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It's, I'm going to – I will definitely purchase one. A jersey or the toys? Both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, loved that AEW Dynamite with uh, Double or Nothing. Wow, my crud. Was this the whole show? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, we could go into some of the spots from that main event. There was a lot of stuff that was going on. I like how they used the whole stadium. Like, they used every little part of it. They were in the bar for Hangman Page. It's just, he he was, had a bunch of spots in there with Jake Hager, and then Kenny came in, and they did a bunch of stuff. And uh, It was like an Avengers fight scene. Yeah, basically. It was awesome. I, I thought it was super entertaining. I wish they would do more. Like, I, I hope they do more of this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the addition of the commentary team. Like it kind of felt they made it feel like it wasn't just like fully edited. Like I didn't realize it was oh, edited until like part way yes, through. With them following along with it, that was fun. Yeah, because yeah. Jr. And, and Tony Khan and, and Excalibur were all talking. I was like, and they were like, "Oh, what? What the hell's going on? Oh, they got water from the Lake of Reincarnation." Like that makes sense. I mean, sort of, not not at all, but I can accept that. <laughs> it was just fun. Silly. So good. Um, then we go to Monday Night Raw, I guess, and then we'll give our clapper crapper and knee slapper, okay, you, you guys? I think that, that'll be one of the easier segments of, uh, yeah, this time around. All right.
Monday night, Raw tonight. Who caught it? Who missed it? Did you guys all see it? I saw bits of it. Yeah, I saw it. I had it playing. I didn't always have the sound on, but uh, I I saw what, what happened. I didn't hear everything. Before Raw starts, we'll learn that Ric Flair will be at the show. Uh, if you have his thoughts on the greatest wrestling match ever, Edge versus Randy Orton, whew, that's going to be the greatest ever. And then we get an greatest. exclusive interview with the 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski later in the night. Um, coolest thing to see about the show, there's finally people in the crowd. Should be a while before I noticed that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they brought in the PC athletes, and I thought that was good. If they're going to do it, at least they have the PC athletes there. No one had to travel or anything, so it's good. Um, but I did agree that the, they should have probably had some chairs. I thought that was definitely uh, a thing. So anyways, then we go to – I think this is what I – I feel like I missed the segment here. What happens after this? Is it, is it Apollo Cruz? What? Like what no, happens – Kevin Owens show uh, opened opened the show, the KO show, okay, I, and it was Drew McIntyre. No, it was Oscar. What? Okay, well then Oscar. I didn't catch that at all. She's Louise on Bund. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw slide. This is when I turned it on, right near the end, or in the kind of the middle of this. Um, yeah, and Kevin Owens invited Oscar out, and Oscar was cut off by Charlotte Flair because they had that. They have the match for the uh, the contender at uh, Backlash um, for the Raw Championship. So, of course, Natalia and Nia Jax all came out and, and yelled at each other and did their thing. Um, yeah. Boy, oh, I yeah, I did see that. Charlotte. Sorry. I just didn't pay attention. I checked out of that so quick. Makes sense. Makes sense. I was watching while I had stuff going on. So, anyways, continue. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Then uh, that was the end of that because then we had the Apollo Cruz Andrade uh, title defense uh, for the U.S. Championship. Uh, did you want to break it down, Ace? Yeah, I didn't catch most of the match. I saw that uh, there was a bump involving Zelina, and to not ponder on it too long, yes, Apollo Cruz wins. And I thought, wow, good for the guy. And then I felt bad for the title because I'm just like, this title feels like it's just going nowhere. Like, he's got a lot on his plate there. And I just felt bad for him. So I was like, okay, well, let's see what he can do. Uh, and then Andrade was pissed off backstage, breaking shit. And I was like, where's Angel Garza at this time? Is all I kept thinking. What did you guys think? Apparently, they interviewed Garza in the middle of the match and he said, and he compared, and he said something about comparing a wrestling match to making love to a beautiful woman. So, I mean, he's being Angel okay. Garza. I had to have the sound off. That's why. If anyone was wondering why I was not zoning, like zoning out, I had sound off while I was watching. It's the only way I could Makes watch. Sense. 
Um, oh, that makes sense. Then. I would have looked up if I would have heard his voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, but were you guys stoked for Apollo to be champion? What did you guys think? I thought it was inevitable that he was going to win. I mean, they've been telling that story ever since he came back with the interview he did a few weeks ago. And good for him. I mean, he's been with the company a long time. And let's just see what happens with it. Like, they've given him some more mic time. I think he's got some potential. So let's see what, the, let's see what he does with it. And I also said on Twitter, like, I'm interested to see how Andrade – we already saw Andrade get super pissed off backstage. I'm interested to see how he responds to this and like perhaps putting more aggression into his character. It seems like he's been a little bit more, uh, I mean, come on, he's coming off of two straight losses to Drew Max. So, um, you know, I- I'd like to see this turn Andrade into an incredibly violent, pissed off heel that just does what- whatever he wants, earns the title back. And yeah, this could be a fun feud. I hope they keep this feud up. I like where it's going if they keep it up. It was good. Okay. Uh, yeah, moving to the next then one. And we go to the Iconics, I believe. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And they want their titles back. And I thought they had a great entrance. I was like, man, the Iconics are great at what they do. Okay, so there was um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss came in because Iconics were talking about how they like, deserve the titles or like deserve a title shot opportunity, whatever. And then, yeah, Bliss and Cross came out, and then it was when Cross tried to start talking, she got cut off by the Iconics, and she then, after they cut her off, she delivered this incredibly passionate promo, probably the best promo Nikki Cross has cut since she's been with the company. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a great promo. So, yeah. Okay, guys, well, I'm not aware of any of this. I had the sound off. <laughs> we probably shouldn't go to me for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you think, Spencer? Um, I missed that too, so I, I, yeah, get me on that one as well. Sorry, I, like I said, I, I didn't see the first bit. I, I, yeah. I watched in and out, so I was doing other stuff. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, well, I'll take the lead then. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like they just need more depth in the women's tag team division. I don't like how many teams do they have right now. Not many. Not a lot. I can name you two. Uh, <laughs> the two that we just talked about? Yeah. Yeah, those would be them. <laughs> it's about it, honestly. Like, SmackDown or... Is Kyrie Sane still with them? No. Yeah, she Kyrie's- is. But Oscar's the champion, so I don't think they're going to be doing that for a bit. Yeah, Kabuki Warriors yeah. Aren't, aren't, a, aren't a tag team anymore. Yeah. They're gone. I, I honestly don't. I couldn't even tell you an NXT tag team. Um, um, yeah, they don't really have any. <laughs> Not that they've pushed. Like, they've just kind of had a few tag teams that they just put together, like Carmella and Dana Brooke for that one, one match. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and they, and they, they were against a tag Nikki. team or no? No, well, they only got put together for, like, one little bit, and now they were, and then they had to do the money in the bank, where Dana Brooke was, like, the worst ever. Um, also, if I could just briefly cut in, we missed a couple of things. Uh, so I'm just going to backtrack for a second. Um, so right after the, the U.S. Championship title change, we had a backstage uh, promo from Seth Rollins talking about Seth uh, about Rey Mysterio. And he says this is a night of celebration. He has Rey Mysterio's mask, uh, shows everyone what happened to him, and then he introduces Theory and, and Murphy. Austin Theory was rocking a really nice jacket. That thing was mint. And I like the look. 
Ace, I know this is your boy. Tell me what you think about the transition for your your your, your big time man there, your favorite wrestler on the Raw brand, Austin Theory. He's the equivalent of Ted DiBiase Jr. And this is rated RKO. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. You think so? That's just the reality. 100%. All right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Spencer, do you have any thoughts on Austin Theory and this new look he's sporting? Uh, no, I don't. I saw it and it was fine. Okay. So, no, no real thoughts. Sounds good. After that, we had Charlie Caruso backstage with Charlotte Flair. Uh, they talk about their history a little bit. Anyway, now we're back on track. We've got Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, it was Billy Kane, Peyton Royce beat up Cross and Bliss like after as well in that segment. But anyway, still to come, Drew McIntyre in the VIP lounge. We see MVP backstage. Uh, Lana and him are talking. It doesn't lead anywhere. Next out, we got MVP in the ring with Drew McIntyre, uh, and they have a, a bit. And then Bob Lashley comes out, sets up a match later on between those three. And, or sorry, no, they didn't fight each other. It set up a match later on in the night. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about MVP, uh, MVP and Bob Lashley pairing and like the direction they're going with the championship for backlash between Bob and? Drew, which is what they were setting up again tonight with this segment. Um, I like it. I just wish it was in front of a crowd. This is one of those ones I'm like, because I'm even pulling for Bob to finally showcase something that's not comedy for once in a year. So it's annoying. And I just wish Drew was also in front of a crowd. I don't know. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. I honestly like... I'm, it's a win-win. Like I'm a huge fan of Drew McIntyre. I think he's doing an amazing job. My sources tell me the company want him to be the flag bearer. Like going forward, it looks like there's been a transition from Seth to Drew here. They've been hu- huge on on what he's done so far with the empty arena. And I agree. Like I mean, he gets over either way. Like he's got a he's got a like he's got a superstar look. Obviously, like he's got Hollywood looks. So. I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's the right decision. Uh, but yes, I do wish there was a crap for this. I'd love to see Bobby take it from, from him part of me, but just I don't know why, just because I want to see Drew get a moment where he wins the title in front of the crowd. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it would probably just make more sense for him to be a face when that happened. Um, it would probably be a bit more significant. And I just... Right now, they're not positioning him that way. But yeah, it would be super cool if that happened for sure. I totally, I totally agree. But Drew is a face. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bob, like his first. Title. No, I wish Bob would win, and then Drew gets his title back in front of a crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. What I, I wish. Uh, I think that'd be fun. Anyways, uh, it was good. That was the VIP lounge, right? Yeah, that was VIP lounge. And then we get my favorite match that I didn't get to see because I had to get home. It was Angel Garza versus Kevin Owens. And what do I hear? That it was okay, and my guy Garza comes out on top. Yeah, I think it was the right decision. The company did a good job tonight pushing some of their younger stars. and Like Apollo got the U.S. Or not even younger, but just like 
pushing more stars that are a bit, a bit lesser known or looking to gain more uh, screen time. So that included Angel, Apollo, obviously, Austin Theory, all those different people. So that's pretty sweet. I like that they did that, and I like the direction that the program is uh, heading into now. But Vega was with there for Angel Garza, but she was uh, not there. She was not happy with Andrade, and that's what they were telling here. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I just feel like it's important we mentioned that. So it looks like we are going to get that Angel Garza-Andrade feud if we were wondering where it's going. Uh, let me get to a segment that I didn't get to see, but I'm sure Mike will tell you it was just thrilling. And Spencer will just tell you, like, it was the best thing he's ever seen. Golfing with the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. <laughs> no. Yeah, Sp Spencer, take this away. I got nothing. I got nothing. Why do I? I, <laughs> I must take this away. I have this nothing to dumb. say about this. <laughs> I didn't even. This, I had the sound on and I wasn't paying attention on this one. Like, like why did they keep doing stuff? Um, I like Montez Ford, but that's the only one that's doing anything out of this that I like. And even then, I just like I don't get it. Are they just going to be the funny big Vikings? Is that the whole joke? That's what Vince the, sees Vikings as. He sees them as what these guys are portraying. I think like this is like his his vision of like what a Viking should be acting like in front of like a, like children. I guess people that watch the show. I feel like their gear choice is probably still their choice, but I don't, I don't know even. Who's to say? Who's to Who say? Who is to say? And I heard the Street Profits uh, do a little bit of double duty in the evening. They do yep. indeed. As the night rolls on. They, they do. do they're, they're in the main event as well, taking on Bob Lashley and MVP. And we'll get there for sure. Uh, uh, and it's, we don't have much to add, I guess, about the Viking Raiders, other than we don't like them. Spirit of Halloween. Uh, Murphy and Austin versus Humberto and Alistair. Black and uh, Humberto team up again, Mike. What do you think of this tag team brewing? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I would really like to see Alistair Black can challenge for a championship. I don't care which one it is at this point. I'd like, it, I'd like to see it be a world title, but... I did propose on Twitter the thought of putting Black in Seth Rollins' cult group just because his, like his dad was in a, a religious cult. Um, his first name, Alistair, is off Alistair Crowley. And he also was in a cult-like gimmick on the indies called the Sumerian Death Squad. So it fits his character. So I, I don't know. There's a bunch of different things you could do with it. I feel like you could have the opportunity to... I don't know how long Seth is going to be on TV for here going forward. I don't know if he's taking time off with Becky uh, or what's going on there. I have no idea. But I just, I don't know. I think they could turn maybe Alistair Heel, give him a, a, like, I just as a face, he's just not doing much for me right now. And maybe turn him a heel and then maybe get the, uh, uh, the other two to turn with him and then kind of create their own group and, Dick Seth Rollins out, something like that. Just something different. Like right now, Black's I feel like they just have no idea what to do with him, but their mind's set on keeping him just Alistair Black. What that, whatever that means, right? It's like at this point, who is yeah. Alistair Black, right? Like, what's he trying to portray on uh, with his character? They haven't tried to develop his character in so long. Yeah, it's weird. He got thrown off a building and lived. Um, 
he's bonded with Rey Mysterio for that. That's why he was fighting for him. Um, Charlotte versus Nia versus Natalia. Oscar's on the commentary with them as well, I believe. Um, what did you guys think of Charlotte being back? What do you mean no being back? No more Charlotte. Like on Raw. She's on Raw. She's on NXT. She's on SmackDown. Too much. Too much. At one point, I was like, you know what? Just put her on Double or Nothing. Let's see her. <laughs> Let's get her every day of the week. Charlotte. Tuesday night. NWA Charlotte. Uh, but Jax wins. She pins Natalia. She it was does. a good match. It was a good match, I thought. I heard at one point Asuka helps Jax get back into the ring for some reason. So now that she's won the title, she's a face all of a sudden? Well, I think that she's portraying kind of like a, like a give-no-fucks type character right now. She's like kind of gone off the wall crazy uh, a little bit, and I don't know if she's trying to portray either a fail or a haste. Or, fail or haste. A heel or face. I think she's kind of doing like an anti-hero thing right now. You know, like, so she can do either. She can because with the mist, she's kind of automatically a heel, and but she can still do all that other stuff. So she can kind of do both if she wants. Spencer, what did you think about uh, Natalia eating that L? She should always lose. Natalia's awful. Anytime she shows up, I'm like, why? Just no. Like she's not entertaining. And I'm so glad that you have to watch her match. Yeah, so we'll get into that after, I suppose. <laughs> uh, then we move on to the Street Profits versus we MVP. A, we missed a and Bobby uh, Lashley. We missed the backstage promo from uh, Edge prior to the women's triple threat match. Edge had a backstage promo. It was a pretty long backstage promo addressing this match with Randy Orton, the Last Ride series, a bunch of other stuff. His, he had his, his big line was, uh, that I thought his big line was, uh, he's been retired for 3,000-something days, and in that time, Randy Orton's had 1,000-something wrestling matches. Yeah, I looked it up or something like that, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a long time. Crazy edge. And yeah. That's it. That was my thought. Um, and I, I didn't see anything even about Edge on Twitter, which was weird. He had one. There was also a pro, uh, promos from R-Truth and Gronk. R-Truth finally oh. figured out that it was not Tom Brady that has a 24-7 title. And he's going to tackle any football man to get back the title. That was pretty funny. I liked R-Truth. And Gronk had a promo as well, and he was, I don't know, he was Gronk. He, he had sunglasses it up. on. He had sunglasses on. I don't know why. You guys, I thought Ric Flair was supposed to be on this show. He is. He was. He 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 showed up. They they had like, they had like three different video packages after Nia Jax, but before the Street Profits. Yeah, there were a lot of packages tonight. Like there was. It was interesting. All right, well, that's odd. Well, good for Rick. Uh, let's talk about the final match, the Street Profits versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. Um, Don't you want to know what Ric Flair said, Ace Bondaloo? He probably said it was going to be a great match and put it over in old Ric Flair way and wooed a couple times. I don't know. <laughs> he hyped <laughs> up he Randy say? Orton. He hyped he Randy. Hyped up his, 
Well, I'll leave Ric Flair to do that. Yeah, and also I'd be remiss if I don't tell you that Liv Morgan also had a promo, um, but this time she wasn't very well. She was okay. I just was like, oh, okay. She had a stumbling block. Okay. She's that trying sucks. to get over a new catchphrase, I think, like "living my best life." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's better than grime time. Life. Oh, crime time. Better than grime time. <laughs> well, I heard you say that while we were watching AEW. You said it's crime time, and I was like, "What? This isn't NXT." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one the out. words that happened. Anyway, you can continue on with the Street Profits because there was nothing else that happened uh, video-wise in the in the night. I just believe it was like a bit of a WWE tag team match. Uh, the Street Profits took it to MVP. Uh, Lashley uh, eventually recovers. Uh, looks like he's going to put uh, one of them away for the win. I believe it was Montez. And then uh, McIntyre comes out. And uh, people try to separate them. And they're forced to operate at corners. The show goes off the air. Uh, it's sweet. I don't know why. Uh, but I like to see Lashley and MVP. <clears throat> it's great. Yeah, yeah. MVP is a good manager. He suits that role. He's doing good. I like it. I like this whole feud. I like. I kind of want to see Bob win just to see Drew regain it in front of a crowd. But I'm like, oh, is that doing Drew dirty? I don't know. And how can you? How can you make him win if you don't know when the crowd's coming back? Right. So, how can you book that? True. That's very true. It'd have to be like the Raw before it's able to go back. So. That's Who knows, man? Do. Guess we'll see in well, the future. What'd you Wrap guys think up. of Raw? I thought the first two hours were good, and the last hour dragged. Like, it usually does. Three hours of wrestling is often too many hours of wrestling. We well, also just regular I tried to recap week. this when I didn't have the sound on. That's how, that's how crunned <laughs> I was today. I was like, well, yeah, I got it. I, I saw what happened. I mean, we also had a lot of re- a lot of wrestling. Like, I mean, SmackDown was on Friday, and then obviously we had uh, AEW on Saturday, and now Monday here with Ross. So that's a lot of Ace wrestling. couldn't Ace couldn't get over the pay per view on a Saturday. He was very happy. Oh, it's phenomenal! I have to say, all right, let's get into our segments: the clappers, the crappers, and the knee slappers. <laughs> First segment: the clapper. What did you enjoy in wrestling this week? The clapper. Ace liked that it was on a Saturday night for AEW. What a welcome <laughs> change. Holy, Sorry, you know how good that was to wake up on Sunday morning and feel like a million bucks? Like, just be like, I don't got to do anything today, even though I just spent all night in a wrestling coma. <laughs> Sorry, Ace. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you were right, though. It was, it was, it was very nice uh, having the Sunday. I went golfing. It was wonderful. It's awesome. It was great. Yes. Mike, what did you think? I yawned on the podcast. That's all we get for recording at night. This is a nighttime one. Recording three different shows at the in the evening. A recipe for success. Maybe. Someone's flipping something. Who's flipping something? It's the chair, Ace. Oh, Ace is Apparently it's very loud. Up again. Um, <laughs> what was your clapper, Spencer? Your chair. <laughs> Wait, you just asked Mike and he didn't answer. Oh, Mike, what was your clapper? Spencer's chair? 
<laughs> no. Uh, my clapper Sheeta versus Rose. I thought that it was a great match, good storytelling, and I thought it was a heartfelt victory. So that's my clapper. Spencer, what was your clapper? Your chair? <laughs> Enough with the chair, Bondaloo. I know where you live. <laughs> what was it? What was your clapper? Um, my clapper. My clapper was uh, that uh, stadium stampede match. Um, just the whole thing will be my clapper, but specifically, I'll give it to the one wing and angel finish. Uh, that was that was pretty epic. I know. I know what they fell on was definitely just like a crash pad with a board over it and, and a mat. Um, but it still looked awesome. So that was that that's my clapper. Clapper is yeah. up next. <clears throat> oh sorry, what did you think of that, Ace? It was good. No, it was great. We're we're running at such a this is a long podcast, gentlemen, is all I can say. We're into some deep time. Um, <laughs> this is definitely a, a pay-per-view podcast. It's okay. We don't have to rush. We're already in it. Let's just ride it out. Give them a little more to sip on tonight. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was a good match. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Intro? Oh, sorry, the crapper. Yeah, crapper, the one thing in wrestling this week we didn't like. The crapper. And for me, it's Archer versus Cody for the TNT title. I understand why the belt was late um, because of covid and they couldn't get a finish but to have an incomplete belt and then a, a match that finished the way it did really just put a stinker on it for me so that's my crapper ace what's yours my crapper mine are all like quality of life crappers like mine is uh that i didn't that we didn't know that they double or nothing buy-in the live stream started at five right but it didn't actually start till five thirty. so we were just wasting 30 minutes staring at this screen load <laughs> out of our mind and we're like, oh, it doesn't start for another 30 minutes. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I guess my crapper was... would be, uh, like, uh, that one really pissed me off. <laughs> so I feel like I want to go with that. That's driving me nuts. Okay. Or the fact oh. that we still don't know the SmackDown hacker. I don't know. It's like, come on, let's just get <laughs> oh. it on with at this point. It's it's this is going to be Raw general manager, <laughs> dude. It's been I totally for I, so long. I totally agree with you. I don't think with, they know what they're doing. The Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't. It started like before something with just like random glitches, oh. with just little tiny glitches every time. Uh, Dolph Ziggler was doing things, and then it got more and more about Dolph Ziggler. It was really weird, and, and then it just and abandoned less, that. And revealed Mandy and Otis. And it's just, it's, it's, and then it just, just kept going. And now it's just got that. Uh, it's just stupid. If it's if it's gonna be Ali, it's gonna be Ali, and it's gonna be. Uh, okay, all right. We're gonna. I'm gonna stop now. Um, I'm gonna give you my crapper, um, and my crapper is the fact that it's all Charlotte all the time. Everywhere, yeah, you were upset. I'm so that tired she didn't of come out for a uh, double or nothing. You said she was going to be yeah. in the entrance. <laughs> like that's crazy. Why is it? Why isn't Charlotte Flair on AEW double or nothing? This is bullshit. She should have won the why casino battle royale. I actually love Charlotte Flair. She's probably my favorite female wrestler. But we're definitely getting an overdose of Charlotte, like a lot. It's just it's just too much. And I've never been a huge Charlotte fan either. Um, I think I think it has 
something to do with uh, also the fact that I got into wrestling right around the time uh, Becky Lynch was getting her big push and Charlotte was kind of the main antagonist to that. So that soured me from the start, and then I just never really liked her other stuff. So I guess that's it. But anyway, just the whole Charlotte all the time. Here because Spencer's perspective is so different than mine and Mike's because we've been watching forever. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. That's what's the the fun part about it. What do you? What's the next segment there, Michael? What What do you think? Um. The knee slapper, the one thing in wrestling that we found funny this week or amusing or that we yeah, just chuckled at, knee slapping the funny. <laughs> the knee slapper. For me, I'm going to go with, honestly. The Viking Raiders golf segment. I know it. I know it. I'm torn. Like, I was torn between that one, uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to unfortunately go with I'm using the same one, but a different part. Mike Tyson's appearance at, like, during the TV title match. Because, like, I, I don't mean to be rude. Like, I, he's a, Mike Tyson is insane. He's one of the most legendary athletes in the history of mankind and one of the most influential in pro wrestling. Uh, pro wrestling uh, if you think about his appearance with DX uh, or at WrestleMania with the DX storyline. And for him to come on to AEW is, is significant is significant for their brand when you think about the fact that he, what he did for WWE before. So um, the significance is cool, but he walked on, he was definitely baked. My main man, crun to the bun when he came out with the title. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, Tyson was cooked. So he comes out and he's just holding the title, um, kind of like for about six or seven seconds randomly, awkwardly on on the top of the, uh, entrance around there waiting for the next person to come then so lance comes in and jake goes to the side and then mike accidentally goes down the same side as jake and jake like waves him off because he's trying to keep the heat with the heel and, and then mike wanders over to the opposite side and then uh and again yeah then they just panned him so many times in the match and he's just like looking off and then uh yeah he yawned the one time and then the end he just took his shirt off and there was no spot, so yeah, it was funny though. It was, it was funny. Mike Tyson, gotta love it. My knee slapper was uh, Orange Cassidy asking, "How do you win?" on his entrance <laughs> at AEW Double or Nothing, asking them. Bonus for that one. Bonus for that. And he could even set up the, the ladder. It was hilarious. Right? Yeah. Bonus for that was when he went in the ring and and just reached to see if he could if he could reach the chip without the ladder. He was like, "Amazing, oh, damn it!" He <laughs> just wanted him to win so bad. You, we were like, "Come on, Orange!" Come orange, on, Cassidy. Orange. Oh, it would have been it would have been unreal. I wanted that so much more than anyone else. Um, yeah, it was great. My clapper, however, will a be knee slapper. a knee slapper. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ace. Um, We've all done it. That's fair. Um, my knee slapper is all the alien names that Ace Bondaloo came up for Chris Statlander that were better than Chris Statlander, such as Glorpex, Peter Scrumptialitis. Um, I, Ace, help me out here. You had a couple good ones. I remember Peter Crundalitis as well. Crundalitis, that was a good one. I don't Rodney know, I remember Glorpex was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that. I was like, oh. who sounds more alien, Glorpex 
<laughs> I don't know. I thought she was a great Everyone wrestler, though. Did. That whole match I was like, what a good wrestler. And then I was like, I just hate this oh, gimmick. Boop. Yeah. But, gentlemen, there you go. it brings us Maybe. to a difficult part of our show. Because I'm going to admit, I don't have this part of the show prepped because it was from so long ago. Social media shout outs. Are you ready? Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. Social media shout outs. I remember there was a request from at Angry Phoenix asking us about Mandy and Sonia and what we thought of the feud. Spencer, you're a big fan of that feud. What do you think? Oh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's great. It's, um, it really showcases that Sonya Deville is is very talented and can and can be a solo person. So I or solo, um, I don't whatever. Um, yeah, I like it. It's going to be cool. It's good so far. Uh, you kind of figured that uh, the heels had to win on Friday to keep that that feud going, and it, and it did. So here we go. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I think it's going to showcase them both as wrestlers. Uh, Mike, you've said it before, I believe, that uh, you, we're going to have two bona fide stars after this, you say. Yes. I think they both have big-time star-making potential, for sure. They're both products of, of the system. Like They're WWE sort of born and bred, so those are two that they're probably going to be really high on going forward. Nice. Mike, do you have any social media shout-outs, or do you want me to keep listing them off? Um, I have a bunch from Double or Nothing, uh, but I'm really only going to shout out. I'm just going to shout out Ingwi Phoenix, Ingwi Phoenix, because she interacted with like literally everything she we uh, or excuse me, uh, I don't yeah like Ingwi Phoenix literally interacted with Ingwi Phoenix. You are the Crundle maniac, Crundle maniac of the week. Yes, we thank you for interacting with us on a whole bunch of stuff on our tweets. We love that because we just want to talk about wrestling. Uh, so shout out to you. Uh, thanks so very much. Was really great to talk with you all night on the Twitter, and I also wanted to shout out a day one. We always shout out the day ones when we get the opportunity. Uh, Angry Phoenix is a day one too, so shout out to her. But Steven of Dogtown, day one loyal guy, right here. Really always appreciate his interactions. Always try to answer him promptly. Well, everybody promptly, but uh, he thought of the ladder match. Um, been some missed. Spots that ladder match didn't really live. Oh, the card in general, sorry. He said, been some missed spots that ladder match didn't really live up to expectation. Um, so, oh, and then also, everyone's bad guys. Another person that's been sh- um, very loyal, very loyal as a follow, and we get lots of interaction as well. Rock Boy JJ, uh, always appreciate the interactions. And um, one of the things they said was, MJF's Jungle Boy is really good. The future of wrestling looks bright. Totally agree with that. I think that was universally enjo- universally enjoyed by pretty much any AEW fan out there. Um, and I don't um, follow Final Fantasy. Do either of you two? No. Nay. Okay, well, apparently, like, she does gear, which I thought was sick. What did you guys think of her gear? Don't remember it. I thought that... I can't Sorry. remember it either. I just remember uh, I remember in a tweet I saw. Oh, okay. Well, it's inspired by uh, some person from Fun Fantasy Seven, Tifa Lockhart. I don't know who that is, but I thought it was cool. Angry Phoenix knew the answer and responded to us. Um, and yeah, that's all. The only other thing I'll quickly say is another thing from Stephen of Dogtown. I checked out like you can see his sort of the setup in. I guess it's a room. The room be in behind him there, and he's got Children of the Corn. 
in a uh, enclosed. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Children of the Corn too, and Stephen King in general. So shout out Stephen at Dogtown. That's just for from the AEW AEW Double or Nothing. I liked um, when Baked Guy thinks at Baked Guy thinks retweeted us trying to get an orange wave started. I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> Super cool. Thanks, Baked Guy. Thanks. Appreciate oh, that. Insane. He's having a good time. All right, here's a new one. Here's a new one. Here's a new one. EJ11. Uh, we, were, we were talking about some Ojeron commentary. Wish I could have heard that. Uh, said that they wish Samoa Joe was challenging for the belt. I also do, too. I really miss Samoa Joe as U.S. champ. He was probably my US, favorite U.S. champ in recent memory. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I liked Andrade. I like his in-ring work, but... Um... Yeah, I would say I would agree with you on that statement. And one last one, BDP uh, Jacob, or RPD Jacob, just said the Raw was kind of, eh, and that's kind of how I felt. I thought it was just okay. I didn't think it was amazing to, uh, this week. Didn't have the sound, so it's not really a fair judgment, but it just feels like they should be moving things a little faster, but I guess the world is moving a little slower right now. That it is. That it is. <laughs> it's a fair it's like point an emotional varies. moment. Moment. Oh, you guys. Well, this has been a long pod. We're running out of gas. You can tell the boys crunned up. They got to go get their sleeps and their munchies. And my mouth is so dry. I cannot explain that enough. I should have brought Stay. water. <laughs> what did you guys have this evening? I had chocolate crush again. Same thing I had last time we did the pod. And yeah, it's really strong. It's like a 20%. I put a whole bunch of shatter on top of it with some Keef. Uh, and I just want to let everybody know any of the loyal cannabis listeners out there uh, or, or uh, connoisseurs that uh, I will be receiving an order this week uh, with my latest uh, shi uh, shipment of, or not shipment, but order of weed. And uh, I, there's a couple of things in there I'm kind of excited to try that I've never had before. So um, I'm excited to share those reviews here on the pod as well in the next week or so. You know, you ha you, I think you've t uh, hinted at the one thing you got, and I'm excited to hear about it. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll save the spoiler for later. But I think if I know what you're getting, it's going to be um, wild, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. If anyone um, wants to sponsor us, too, yeah, go nuts. Um, I had the... <laughs> The pink right? kush from Top Leaf, and it was very good. Very, very good. It was about 18%. Top Leaf is very expensive here in Canada. It's like $53. It comes in a glass jar, and I really enjoyed it, and I would highly recommend it. Spencer? It is worth it quite often. Um, I'll be honest, Ace. I also had a, a bong rip of the pink kush from Top Leaf, um, and I agree. It's quite good, but I uh, my... The one that I actually had during the podcast was um, Haven Street uh, Sapphire Days. Um, it's uh, new to me, but uh, my goodness, it's very good. 19% uh, THC, um, not too expensive. Comes in a uh, pre-roll pack of five half-gram joints. Uh, yeah, Haven Street. Haven't had too many things by Haven Street, but that was good. Yeah. All right, you're going to hear first, folks. Uh, Spencer endorses the product. I want to say this. The other day I had a, a Tweed Baker, uh, Baker Street. 
Is it called? Yep. Baker's yep. Tooth? Baker Street? Baker Street. That I stuff's own good. That stuff's good. Baker Street's good. Everyone should get that. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts before we sign off, gentlemen? Uh, Ace Bondaloo, you're going to watch that uh, Natalia-Becky Lynch match soon, right? And yes. Mike, what was the match I have to watch again? Some sort of Hounds of Hell or Dogs of War or <sighs> what? Good yeah, it's a Kennel from Hell that. match from 1999. from Hell. We got to explain it. We made bets on the Crundlemania podcast. We made that prediction special. If you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen. But why would you? We can just tell you what happened right now. Uh, we made bets on Double or Nothing. And uh, we had punishment matches for whoever didn't win. And uh, Mike actually won. So he doesn't have to do his punishment match, which was going to be Gangrel and Viscera versus The Undertaker <laughs> on SmackDown. <laughs> Uh, my match is what is it, Spencer? Becky Lynch versus uh, Natalia in a submission match for the Raw Women's Champion at SummerSlam. And we either have to live tweet it or record a commentary. And uh, Mike, what does Spencer have to watch? Yeah, he has to watch the Kettle from Hell match from Unforgiven uh, 1999. Uh, the only. Kendall from Hell match in history took place in the WWF. Al Snow versus the Big Boss, man. It's a double K. It's like a Punjabi prison match, but with two cages instead of three. And there's a dog kennel. It's very complicated. Uh, it's because uh, I think I, I believe it was Big. One of the guys eats the other guy's dog or something happens. It's really weird and gross. It was a weird uh, attitude era feud. But uh, tweet at us at Crundlemania if you'd rather have us live tweeted or. Record a commentary. Let us know. But we did not forget about those. I was going to say that at the start of the pod. I was going to record a little intro for that. But oh no, I'm good. Are you guys good? Any final thoughts? Because we got to come back and do this all again on Wednesday. Nope. Uh, all good. Very crun. Definitely had a hard time getting through this one. But bear with me and us, I guess. Thank you for listening. Follow us at Crundlemania. Mania.